Welcome back, everyone. We are The Three Podcasts. Well, two podcasts at the moment. Len is on maternity leave, so you have myself, B-Sync, and Mama Lisa here to bring you the good shit. And funny enough, the good shit today comes in a lot of different names, such as grass, green, hash, pot, weed, dank, reefer, Mary Jane, chronic, nug, bud, herb, flower, skunk, dope, hay, blaze, boom, and rope. And what do these all have in common? Well, we're talking about marijuana, or by the more medical term, cannabis. And why are we talking about this today, Mama Lisa? Well, if you guys were paying attention to the news, uh, there is an Olympic athlete, Shakira Richardson, who was banned um, for 30 days because she tested positive for marijuana. Well, actually, THC is what they test for. Um, and the world has pretty much have, has gone up in arms about it because, well, it is ridiculous. And she will not be able to uh, compete in the 100 meter dash at the Tokyo Olympics because that will is actually will be included in her 30 days. So mm-hmm. we, we were like, OK, we need to address this. Um, right. And. Because it is literally insanity that somebody yeah. could not be allowed to compete in the Olympics because of this. And we did a little, basically just started to do some research um, into the history of marijuana in the United States. Mm-hmm. And we found some interesting things. So to give you a little bit of backstory, because we actually had to do this research because you know, we, we obviously assumed it was racism, which it was, but we didn't know exactly like the actual roots, who did what, when, where, why. So that's kind of like what we actually want to present to you today. So if we go back, let's go back to like a little before it became illegal in the U.S. because there's some interesting things. So like around like the 1830s, you had this like Irish doctor who was studying in, in India. You know, he found that cannabis actually eased cholera symptoms. By the late 1900s, Americans and Europeans could actually buy cannabis extract in pharmacies and doctor offices to help with, you know, stomach aches, migraines, inflammation, insomnia, and some other ailments as well how medical marijuana is actually used today where it is legal. Now... So where the shift actually happened was actually in the early 1900s, around like 1910. And this was actually due to Mexican immigration coming into the U.S., which is also around the time of the Mexican Revolution. Now, this is where the racism comes in, okay? So it was like basically police officers in Texas were claiming that marijuana incited violent crimes and made an arousal for bloodlust and somehow gave these people superhuman strength which i guess is that where the olympics is getting that ridiculous <laughs> oh, notion God. because that's bizarre yeah um not so much um when act when brianna and i decided to talk about this since she had sent me the um what happened to uh shikari and i was like what what you know really how how could this like make her 
faster than somebody or stronger than somebody. I was like, well, you know, if there was a race to munchies, now that would be a different story. Um, but yeah, come on, folks. Like, yeah, come on. Time, time to like, right. Open those eyes up just a little bit. Just a little bit. And of course, pretty much from then on out in America, there was pretty much just tons and tons of racism just thrown at like Mexicans and as well as as black people on top of that as well. And like basically what they did is they propagandized off of that link between uh, Mexican marijuana, which I didn't know this, but marijuana is actually the Mexican term for cannabis. Mm -hmm. It's spelled slightly different in Spanish, but I didn't know that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, But yeah, so basically what happened is the United States government was pretty much like, oh, well, we definitely need something to do, so why don't we just demonize this thing? So they demonized marijuana, attaching it to Mexicans coming into the U.S. You know, they made that... You can probably even find this propaganda film somewhere online called Reefer Madness, which was absolutely freaking ludicrous. I mean, these are all completely unscientifically based things that they were saying they were saying it could create hallucinations and attempted rape and murder the the absolute portrayal of this within the media was very damning um and it really just like set it off for like pretty much you can just watch the rise of uh the war on drugs from then on out You know, this is also when the federal government started to pass other laws. So like in 1937, there was the Marijuana Tax Act, which was passed. And that was marijuana was banned by the federal government. Um, You know, you have some other laws that came into effect where you actually had like arrests and also being fined. Um, Like, for example, the law that was put in place in 1952, the Boggs Act. And that's actually where you got a max of five years in prison and fined up to $2,000. And of course, who did this all negatively impact? Well, you guessed it, blacks and Mexicans, as well as other minorities and people who are impoverished. And so it's like, you really just have this timeline of them constantly hammering at this like connection between you know, people of color and drugs. And it's just, I mean, it's, I mean, it's appalling. There's some other stuff we're going to like walk you through, um, you know, and the thing is like, mom can actually, since you've actually lived in, well, you were born in like the late sixties and then lived through the seventies and eighties. So you actually got to see it firsthand what this war on, on drugs started to look like, at least from, you know, our rural white perspective, but you know, you even like saw changes. I mean, I was, I grew up in a small town, so, and my family was, I mean, basically they smoked cigarettes. There wasn't much, you know, there was a little alcohol, but, um, I really didn't know much about um drugs and you know drugs in general uh, mar- marijuana or cocaine any anything like that that just was not in my you know uh, nothing nothing like that was talked about and if it was ever talked about it was talked about in very like you know hushed tones behind closed doors kind of thing um right. and even in, in school it wasn't until 
like high school. Um, and that was in the like early, early 80s. And this was literally right before the D.A.R.E. program uh, started. We didn't have we didn't have anything like that. I mean, they really didn't even talk about, uh, quote, illegal drugs when I was in high school. Um, it wasn't a big deal for the kids to, you know, for the kids to be smoking a joint in the stairwell. You know, you'd, you'd walk into the stairwell. I was like, whoo, OK, <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, high contact, class. contact high, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of my friends, you know, smoked and I mean, some did other, you know, other drugs, too. Um, I really didn't have an interest in it. Um, but it was like, I don't care if some, you know, anybody else did it. That was like, OK, cool. Um, Cause nobody was hurting anybody. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody smoked in my car. So I was still, I was still <laughs> getting high. <laughs> you know, it was not like, you know, Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. It's like, you couldn't see inside the car. Um, but like, nobody cared. It's like the, the teachers would yell at the kids in the hallway, you know, in the, I'm sorry, in the stairwell, but like, nobody cared which was you know you didn't hear about drug busts or anything like that um but i actually graduated in 1983 and it was right after that that the the dare program uh came about and i could i actually saw how you know that changed and mm. what we didn't really see as a big deal suddenly was like the taboo was like crazy like oh my god you're gonna die by doing this and you know your, your brains your brains on drugs is scrambled eggs the scrambled, like I, that, I remember that commercial it was on all the time i mean that's like really when i think they ramped it up yep um, they did yep yeah yeah it was a com it was a complete ramp up because it was actually in the 1970s when nixon had actually passed the control substance act um, and that's when it actually was, it was made like cannabis was like made like public enemy number one. And it also classed cannabis as a schedule one drug, which is right up there with heroin, cocaine and LSD, which is like, like when I, I remember like finding that out when I was in high school, because we did actually have the D.A.R.E. program. Um, but like, I remember it being called like you know, basically like cannabis is going to basically melt your brain and you're going to become like an idiot and live in your mom's basement and your whole life is going to be horrible. And like, uh, what was the other one? Oh, the gateway drug thing was a huge, huge thing. Yeah. It's like, if you touch cannabis, you are immediately going to go to heroin. Like, that's like really how they talked about it. It was like this very demonized discussion. It was to like scare you into well, in their minds, not doing drugs. And funny enough, um, just to throw this in here, because Simon Sinek actually talked about this recently in one of his videos, is that the brain actually does not hear negatives. So if you say, um, don't do drugs, well, what are you thinking about right now? <laughs> drugs. drugs. We're thinking about drugs. <laughs> drugs. So all those kids here, when you say don't do drugs, is do drugs drugs let's just do drugs because Ooh. 
why the, why not? Mommy and daddy don't want me to do it, and it's bad and taboo, and you're a teenager who just wants to rebel against mommy and daddy. Well, what do you think kids are going to do? It has actually found that their program did not work whatsoever, and it actually, from studies, um, it actually made kids participate more yeah. in doing drugs. Yeah, the, I mean, the, D.A.R.E. the D.A.R.E. program was a massive failure. Yes. Absolute massive failure. Um, because mm-hmm. of course, when, again, like you said, when especially high school kids, when you tell them they can't do something, well, what are they going to do? Yeah. Like why, why, why not? Like, <laughs> what? like really? Um, but that's, yeah, yeah the, the studies actually have shown that drug usage, um, with teenagers increased during the D.A.R.E. program. Because like, oh, what's this? I, well, let's go find out. Um, why not? Right. I mean, like, I, I mean, like, think about it. Like, how many people do you know today who still believe that marijuana is a gateway drug or it's the devil's lettuce or you're going to literally like scramble your brains or it's somehow going to like. I'm not even sure what they think it's going to do, but I know specifically like our, like, especially my grandparents are like, Oh my God, it's like the worst thing in the entire world. And it's like, but you're, but it's like, but you're on all these other pers- like brain altering prescription drugs. So like what? Yeah. I mean that, you know, and it's, an, it's really interesting um, comparison the yeah. medic, the medications, the prescription medications that are legal, um, that alter your brain function, because um, my mom Brianna's grandmother, she has been having you know some issues with um, confusion and dementia-like symptoms. First thing the neurologist did was take her off of two medications that they're actually considered. Um, brain altering medications uh, because of their they're designed to reduce pain however they also alter brain function and it's taken her a few months to get off of them um, it has been a massive difference mm-hmm. we can actually have a conversation with her again yep and um it's taken like five years off of what she's been going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a prescription medication that the doctors hand out like candy. Oh, yeah. And the mentality is, oh, just pop a, pop a pill. And I mean, I get it because you go in and you're, you're you know, you tell them you have pain or anything like that. And it's like. I mean, that's, it's not so much the opio- opioids anymore because uh, they mm-hmm. are cracking down on this. But there's other medications like uh, the one is called gabapentin. And mm-hmm. that's the medication that uh, she was taken. She was taken off of. And mm-hmm. my doctor handed me a prescription for it. Like, oh, here, take this. And that was the first that I actually read um, the paper that they give you. And it's like. No, <laughs> it's like, uh, no, I'm, I'm good with some medical marijuana. Thank you very much. Um, right. Because that shit, it, it fucks with your brain. It causes brain damage. 
you you actually yes you actually read read the um again the the paper that they give you with the medication it can cause damage to the brain it's just right i don't i i don't i don't i don't under i mean i understand it but i still like why like the doctors are trying to reduce people's pain but they're causing problems on top of it and i and this is a whole other subject because i've been living a lot of this so it's like one of those things that's like you know top of my mind but um you have something like marijuana that's highly effective, um, especially for pain reduction. Yeah. That doesn't have those side effects. Yeah. Or helping like, you know, insomnia to be able to go to sleep, you know. Well, that thing is, is like, well, it's like Shakari Richardson said she used the marijuana to help relieve basically her grieving after her mother died. So yeah. a different type of pain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they use it for anxiety. So mind boggling. It's that these people who are like judging the Olympics can't see it, but everybody else can. Cause there is a horde of people on the internet going after this shit and how absolutely fucking bonkers it is. And it's not like we didn't know about it. So I think everyone should hear this quote because it's a quote that, I found when we were doing this research and this is from Nixon's former domestic policy chief, John Ehrlichman. He said, you understand what I'm saying. We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities we could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. Well, yeah, they did. Of course they did. And honestly, I really think that just, like, to me, drive drives home this argument about marijuana being illegal and having these ridiculous and utterly racist laws about the illegalization of marijuana. Yep. Because it has been reported by the ACLU in 2010 that black people were four times more likely to be arrested for marijuana than white people, even though it is statistically proven that marijuana is consumed pretty much about the same rate in both white and black communities. Yeah, and the uh, the other interesting part... um... The government knew back in the 1940s, because the scientists had actually researched it, that um, marijuana was safe to use. The government knew that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they um, had later taken that information to Nixon and he he flipped his shit. And that's when this John Ehrlichman made this statement about it because they knew but they were going to go after it anyway um yeah and and, and for i mean it, it i don't know it, it is really a travesty because if this type of stuff has been going on with a simple weed right 
my god, the other shit that has gone down mm -hmm. as far as what has affected these other communities. Right. I think this is just like the tip of the iceberg. Absolutely. And they found a way they found a way to to gain power and and keep it keep you know, keep the money flowing where they wanted it to flow. And yeah, that that's the atrocity, really. I think with all of this, um, they took something that was relative, you know, for the most part is harmless and actually has benefits mm -hmm. um, and made it something that to this day um, our family will sit and read the newspaper and there was somebody got arrested for marijuana in this little dinky tiny town we live in. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, how horrible it is. And it's like, no wonder that nobody wants to work and they're living off of what they call welfare. And it's just like it's a gateway drug. And, you know, that's how they get, you know, into the heroin and all that kind of stuff. It's like, look, it's an it, it, their addictions. Right. If it wasn't that, it was going to be something else. And that goes yep. way, way deeper in somebody's mind. It could it could be anything. It just happened yeah. to be these other like heroin and cocaine. Um, marijuana had nothing to do with it. No, no. Yeah. I mean, that's it's like for me, it's 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 like it's like we're constantly asking the wrong questions yeah. in America. It's like we're, we're, we're looking in, in we're looking at a. We're looking in the wrong place. And again, also asking, we're not asking the right questions. We're not right. looking in the, in where any of this lives. No. Nope. And, you know, what we've really been talking about is a lot deeper than um, a woman not being able to compete, compete in the Olympics. That's just a symptom of where the real issues yep. are at. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like, we always want to like, it seems to be at least in America, we always want to like, look at the symptoms. And it's like, we try to just make those symptoms going away. But we never actually ask the reason. Why are those symptoms even there? It's like, it's the same thing with modern medicine, mm -hmm. right? Yep. It's like, you have all these symptoms, but the symptoms are usually never connected until 10 years down the line. And they finally found what the problem is, because no one's actually asking about okay, so we have all these symptoms. What do all these symptoms mean and why are they here? Right. It's again, and it goes back to asking the right questions um, because mm -hmm. I had, um, yeah, I've, I've had some stuff going on. I've been passed around from doctor to specialist and doctor to specialist. Finally mm -hmm. was sent to a neurologist and all he had to do was ask me one question. The thing was, it was the right question. Mm -hmm. No one had asked me that particular question out of everybody I'd, I had seen and been bounced around to. And it was like, I, and I remember when he, you know, he asked this question of me and I was like, I, I thought it was like, holy shit, it's about fucking time. I've been trying <laughs> to tell you guys this. It's like nobody would fucking right. listen to me. You know, and yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a, you know, I can be a broken record and, uh, 
even documented shit. And it's like, here, you know, like, look at this. And he actually listened and he knew Mm -hmm. the questions to ask. Mm -hmm. And if you know where to look, you can actually find out what's going on. And it's the same with this. It's like, like trace it back, trace it back to where it began. What has, what has fueled this, this, um, well, reefer madness. Reefer madness. (laughs) I remember, honestly, I remember seeing that, that move, that movie. Really? Yeah. This is, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Oh, God. I, I don't think I've ever gotten any bloodlust oh, from smoking blood pot. Lust. And I, I, I smoke pot quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, it really comes down to each one of us making sure that we are asking those questions. Like, why? And why is marijuana illegal? Well, it's because of racism and grab for power by white yep. men. That is literally what we found. In corporate America. Um Something else I've been thinking about, too, is because um, Shakari Richardson uh, being banned from the Olympics and there has been so much publicity and so many people speaking out. That's how change happens. You know, we got to like keep that in mind because the more people that speak out and the more people that make waves and they just don't sit down and take it, mm-hmm. that's where change begins. That's how these, that's how policies can change because people speak out and they literally have, have the world up in arms about this. So keep that in mind, because even though this happened, and yep, you know what, she may not be able to compete in in what she's best at, but we got to look down, we got to look down the road to see the ripples from this, because those ripples go further and further out, and more and more people are going to take notice and eventually this is going to have an impact and that's really the good shit If you liked what you heard, please take a few minutes to go to iTunes to rate and review us. This really helps our podcast visibility and it helps us to grow as well. Also, besides the fact that we do love to hear from you guys. As far as seeing more of our content, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Three Podcasts, as well as on our website, the3podcast.com, where you can find blogs, resources, and episode transcripts. Until next time, The Three Podcasts, out. <laughs>